That segment was brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First off, it's free. There's also creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast just as great as this in one place. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Fellas are back season to episode nine. Brady doesn't understand sneezing. The Masters. Tony LaRusso of the White Sox. What are you doing? Daily fantasy sports can win you money. Plenty more. And of course, Brady's Fade Me's Brez's Brilliant Bets and Cliff's Picks to Click. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Washed Up Podcast. In the field, cause I've been seen this coming round the bend. Get the bands by the trend next summer, run the man. Quit playing, got a plan for my commas, huh? This shit is a breeze. Me and my ego, we think of some thieves. I got tricks up my sleeve. And I'm playing for keeps. Welcome back. It's washed up. Season two, episode nine. The fellas are back together after a Zoom show with the phenomenal Vashawn Jordan. How fucking sick was that interview? That was amazing. He's gonna be famous. That was one of the coolest interviews to date. Yeah. Sorry to everybody else on there, but he was covering some extremely awesome shit. No doubt about it. And an interview is asking questions and listening. For me to sit there and not have to talk and have amazing content come in was awesome. Like my job was done free, even though I don't get paid to do exactly. this. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if you haven't yet, please check out Vashon's photo essay, Chicago Protests, A Joyful Revolution. That was such a great thing. We actually had a buddy reach out to me and Brez today, and uh, I was like, yo, this interview with Vashon was awesome. Like, Graham reached out. Uh, we had Graham on the show. His interview was great, too. Yeah. We're not selling any other interviews short. 1A. But it's great to, like, touch an audience like that and have them resonate, not with only comedy, but with also just solid content. So I thought that was a great step for us. And uh, like Brad said, Vashon is on his way. Man, that was super cool. Does remarkable work. I mean, the photos he got are just incredible. They're, like, visceral. Like the <laughs> Brady knows that <laughs> word. <laughs> I know some of these words. <laughs> no, but they're just like impactful. I mean, yeah. cover to cover, they suck you in. It's like even though the only texts in the book are captions, like yeah. objective captions. Yeah, the objective it takes caption. you time. To get through the book because you just you're stuck looking at so many different pictures of the photos. A thousand words, exactly. Um, Favorite books. So check it out. That was such a great interview. Uh, that was episode eight, last episode. Now we're on nine, and uh, Brady gets thrown off with what? 
um, like the way the body works. Yeah. Like it just so doesn't make about, any sense. We, we talked about dreams and that strictly just doesn't make sense. But what's on the mind this week? See, here's the thing. I think that sneezing makes less sense than dreams <laughs> and sleeping. Like I, I really do. Why? You literally, you know, you know why they say bless you or God bless you when you sneeze, right? Yeah, because old people, like no, ancient no, people, no, were no, like, no. the demon's coming out of you. No, no. See, I'm embarrassed to say this, but I just found this out the other day. Your heart stops. Like I was joking about that. You just die for eight hours and you sleep. You die for a couple seconds when you sneeze. <laughs> I don't think that's true. It is true. You like it. It's not like a stop. It doesn't just like stop working. It just like halts for like a quick like the achoo. Yeah, stop but for if like you a, have a really long one a, and a bad heart. Yeah, but it's not a, like you're not stopped okay. for So the people seconds. with irregular heartbeats, are they like achoo-choo-choo? Yeah. No, they're like achoo. Oh, shoot. I almost died. But yeah, I mean sneezes are weird because – That's like, not you, even really the point. But you just – you just like sniffle it. You just see what something smells like and whoops, next thing. Just out of nowhere. Where the fuck does it come from? Where does this like – Dust particles it, in your nose. I know. But what is the, the force bringing it out? Where does that come from? Is it just sitting Nerve in your endings. stomach and then just waiting? Oh, this random thing out I'm of a, nowhere just creates itself and comes out of your nose? Have you ever mouth? pulled a nose hair out? Yeah, all the time. Yeah. And it hurts like a motherfucker, doesn't it? Yeah. That's because your nose is extremely sensitive. That doesn't – where is the force <laughs> coming from? Where is the thing pushing this out of my body? I'm like the, the gas pushes farts on your body. That yeah. makes sense. <laughs> where is the force coming from? Like I get the mucus your is there. diaphragm. But when mucus comes out, there's nothing – it doesn't move around like it's living. I – Well, yeah. It's, I'm, I'm on both, both sides of this because like that's just the – like the high mind that we're all just stuck with. Yeah, but like this the high is, ideas. I'm dead sober. No, I know, and and we always are when like the anxiety and like the overthinking of like what actually like if we nail it down if we strip it all like what what makes it tick, and like Brady is, I'm on one side with Brady where it's like yeah I get that like how physically does it work and the brave breath is just like nerve endings and then I'm like okay that could make sense, but like yeah it's weird that we just like. It's like taking information into your head and then just be like, nope, fuck that. And that's what a sneeze does. It's like take something in. Nope, fuck that. <laughs> yeah. What like, do you do every time before you sneeze? <laughs> pray. <laughs> Sniffle. Pray that I don't die. You inhale, stops. right? Like you're like, I don't know, dude. It's <gasps> a fucking whirlwind. You fucking, your, you, whole, your whole body shakes. You're like, oh, what the hell just happened? I don't know what happens before. I'm traumatized every time. <laughs> <laughs> no, but when like you inhale and then you push out the air you're inhaling, it's like, <gasps> that's why yeah. it's ah, chew. Okay, but the air isn't there before you sneeze. You feel the sneeze coming on before it. That's what I'm Ooh, saying. Jose Abreu just won AL MVP. Okay, well, this really takes away from Let's what we're go. talking about. And that's a live You inhale, reaction. and then your diaphragm pushes all that air out in a burst. Let's go. But you don't inhale as hard as you exhale with the sneeze. Like, you go, ah, that's fine. But then you come out, ah! It's pressurized. Bless you. Oh, so it just goes into this. Pr- Thank you. Um, <laughs> it just goes into this machine in your head we and are pressurizes it and point. In milliseconds and boom, comes out. Your body – so you have a, your core, right? Your core tightens up every time you sneeze. Yes. It's pushing the air out. 
I mean, I get what you're saying, but I, like you're not a sneeze doctor, so I can't trust you. <laughs> okay, that's fair. But this is what I was thinking about the other day when I was asking this question, and then I was asking myself about dreams. I would love to have someone like around me, like you know, like the little devil and the angel on uh-huh. here. Like, just did you ever watch just- Osmosis Jones? Yes, all the time. Do you remember how they explain the olfactory senses? I don't remember what I did yesterday, (laughs) but back to what I was saying is that I wouldn't want like a devil or an angel. I would want an angel because that means I'm doing good things, but you know, life's tough. So I would want someone who had all the knowledge. I could be like, hey, what's up with this? I would also turn into a genius, but also you get all your questions answered. No more anxiety. You are so oblivious to what's going on. You have Brez across the table right now doing that same exact thing. Clearly he doesn't understand because his ideology on sneezes is just out of this world. Your angel and devil on the shoulder is me and Brez. Okay. It's me telling you you're not completely wrong, and then it's Brez telling you exactly what's going on. No, 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 no. See, that's the problem. You're falling into his wormhole of sounding smart and using big words like visceral and diaphragm and Socrates and Socrates. And you fell in, and you're you're believing him. My favorite philosopher. Yeah, I was just yeah. I'm a Plato guy. Oh, you know Aristotle really started off hot, but man, did he dwindle off. Oh yeah. <laughs> Not good. All right. Well, that was fun. Sneezing still a mystery for Brady. It always will be. It, it's still. Oh, um, other fun fact about sneezing. Do you know why your eyes close every time you sneeze? Because the pressure would throw <laughs> your eyes out of your brain. Because the diaphragm. Quite literally, yeah. Oh shit, that's cool. Uh, well, you, well, here's another thing. You can seriously you, injure your eye, like injure your eyes if you like. Even if you if you hold open like your <laughs> eyes. When you sneeze. Great radio. Yeah. I'm holding my eyes open right now. You but, look like Osmosis Jones. Uh, no, but like the pressure would like jolt your eyes mm-hmm. from – forget the name of where – Oh, OK. So this sneezing thing is just all OK for you even though your heart stops and your eyes can pop out of their sockets. Well, you're – And it doesn't – Biologically, you're protected by it because you have uh, – like a reactive instinct to close them before you sneeze. Yeah, because there's a little guy in you that's like, hey. You guys know who else has a reactive instinct? The guy who Tiger hits, fucking The woods. guy who hits 250 mile per hour in the batting cage? Yeah. But, oh, yeah, but Tiger Woods. <laughs> Tiger Woods is back. <laughs> well, that's because he's I a cat family and they have cat-like reflexes. would oh, go poopsies wow, in my pantalones if there was ever a batting cage I was in and a ball got launched at me at 250 miles an hour. Oh, yeah, big time. I couldn't even – once the curveball got introduced, I was pretty much out. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, that, that force of an eyeball coming at you. And that's talking golf. Let's talk in golf. But no, let's actually get into golf because the Masters started today. And uh, I – this is going to be very controversial, but I don't think people can get that mad. I don't hate Bryson DeChambeau. I think I actually kind of like the guy. I wouldn't go as far to say that I like him, but I don't hate him as much as I used to. I don't know what it is. Yes, he did win me big money on one tournament. But like still at the same time, if – I bet on the White Sox, they want me big money. I still would hate them. Right. But, like, there's something about them that I'm starting to like as well. I think it's the underdog story, and it's not even that he's an underdog. It's just that, like, everyone hates him, and they just, like, don't want him to do well. So, in my mind, I'm like, I'm going to be the one guy that wants him to do well. Yeah, that's kind of like the thing. If someone was like, oh, 
we really like red, I would like blue. And then they're like, oh, I really like blue. I'd be like, oh, well, I like red now. It's the underdog story. You got to go against the grain. Yeah. All right. That has nothing to do with politics. Fuck that guy. Ever since he can pl- like he was playing bad and a TV camera followed him because he's a professional golfer. I agree. And he threw a shit fit at that guy saying it was going to ruin his brand. And it's like, well, maybe you shouldn't shank a shot 50 feet into the woods and then your follow up shot into a bunker to the left of the green. Especially maybe just after don't taking suck. a minute and a half to line up your shot. I totally respect where you're coming from, but also it's he's, just like he, – He could have been the reason that the Masters didn't even get finished today. I get so frustrated golfing sometimes, and I don't have a fraction of a percent of his talent. So just imagine in your head you see the shot going right on the green two feet away. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then it doesn't happen, and then a camera's right in your fucking face. Yeah. But golf is the only sport you could really say that – that kind of experience could happen. Like after you miss a, a game uh, losing shot in basketball, they go to the team that won and you walk off the court. Yeah. Yes, you have to go deal with the media and do the interview, but that's after you've had time. This is a split second after a shot that's in his face. But today, I think today is when I decided to be a Bryson fan. It's because he swings so outrageously hard and it just – isn't always panning out. And that's just super relatable to me because I have zero finesse game when it comes to golf. But do I want to be the guy that stands on the first tee, rips a driver, and everyone's like, wow, he hit that really hard. I yeah. love that because you know what's happened in the next eight shots of that same ball? <laughs> it's still that's not going to guarantee go. a double ball. Exactly. Hitting exactly. it on the green and a part of three. Exactly. Or double near bogey. it. Or near <laughs> it. Because. Uh, like, I, I love the fact that he can just fuck up but still have a chance to, you know, crack the top ten. People don't like him is because golf is the first game. Golf is the game. Like, that, well, however long ago, I don't know. But, like, <laughs> it's like how people the are changing. game ever played. Whatever. But what I'm trying to get at is, like, people are changing baseball. Bat flips, they hate it. He's doing something yeah. different, so people hate it. Because they can't do it. That's a P- P- like, oh, hold on. Let's sit in that for a second. That's it's like the proliferation of the three-point that, shot that when analytics good, came around. Brady, that was a good-ass point. No, all right. All right. I'm growing every day. I learned and I do wow. No, but that's completely correct because that's happened all the way around. Everybody was getting like – I don't know if pissed is the right word, but when Steph Curry just started pulling up from 10 feet behind the three-point arc – basketball purist, quote-unquote, like you can't be a purist, um, are like, he's ruining the game for the youth. And it's like, no, dude, he's not. Like if your dumb kid kid wants to pull up from half court, guess where he's not going to go is the pros. Right, that brings me to my point. At the begin, what I hate is that at the at the beginning they're like, oh, this is whatever, like this can't last. Like the purists are like, this can't last. Right. And then it starts working. Then they're like, oh, well, oh, what the fuck? Well, you didn't care before, and now you care yeah. because he's doing it well. Right. And he's proving you wrong. Once sports got heavily analytical, and they're like, the stats back this up. Like people were like, okay, yeah, like you could take six shots, right? Yeah. And. If you go four out of four out of six, like an average shooting percentage from inside the paint, it's eight points. If you go 
four out of six from beyond the arc, you just got 12 instead of eight. Yeah. And then, what? It's just, it's just <laughs> simple math. It's, no, if, you're, if your field goal percentage inside the arc, the same goes for outside the arc. So if you're four from six from inside, you had eight points. If you're four from six from yeah. deep, you have 12. Exactly. And it's just like people don't want to admit that like the game is evolving. Players are evolving. But like those purists are like ruining the game at the fundamental standpoint like of like children growing up yeah. watching this. And it's like – your kid, if he thinks that he can just shoot like Steph Curry and make it in the league, you gotta fix the kid. Yeah, right. <laughs> go, go tweak some stuff in him. Yeah, yeah. you want to you want to know why Bryson can do that? You want to know why Tim Anderson can do that? You want to know why Steph Curry can do that? Is because they fucking learned the game the right way, right? And then Found adapted. Way. Like, yeah, Steph Curry was pulling up threes in Davidson, but that's because he was in the NCAA tournament with a dick shot of winning games and had to it's not like he was fucking out there every day from a sixth grader just shooting half court shots till it worked his dad yeah. was also del curry who was one of the first exactly like, reputable sharpshooters not one of the first but like they're a not, reputable but that's why i hate the era arguments and shit like that is because you're not in the game anymore mm-hmm. How, it doesn't affect you it's a whole nother game. It's it's a completely different – sports change every 10 years, maybe even less than that. Maybe even Get every year. Get fucking over it. Yeah, dude. And I, I love that we're all in agreement, but it still seems like we're arguing and it works really well. Yeah, I know. On that point, <laughs> Tony La Russa can gobble a whole bag of donuts. Yeah, while we're at the fucking changing the game and then bringing in the fucking old white man who wants to bring it back to not changed. I want to make fun of it so bad because it's the Sox – I want to make this point very clear. Never drink a drive. It's the stupidest thing you could do. I'm not acting like I'm perfect and I've never done it. But it's the stupidest thing you possibly do. Uber is not as expensive as a DUI. I can promise you that. I don't have one, but I know how much it costs. Yes. I want to make fun of it. But the guy is a, it's kind of a legend. He's a shitbag. He's a, he's, not because of getting no, DUI, but I just watched I, the Bush commercial after that. No, and I was I, like, this yeah. guy just likes the pound fucking brew. Yeah, I, I agree with both of you guys. Like, the, it, To do it in the first place is so fucking stupid. But for Tony Rusa to fucking pull the card of talking to the cop, like, you, do you not see her? Uh, do you see my I ring? I've done the same exact thing. Do you see my ring? I'm a ham of faller. <laughs> uh, I'm a baseball guy, dude. You don't know who I am? You're just doing this to embarrass me. <laughs> dude, how conceited do you have to be to be like, I think that's Tony LaRusso's car that I've never seen in my life, but I'm going to pull him over just to embarrass him. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. But uh, to go to that point real quick with uh, no, sir, you're swerving. With, uh, a DUI is worse than um, – like just calling an Uber. I decided to be good. We'll go, we'll go back to baseball talk in a second, but I decided to be good. I got drunk a week ago today. Today's Thursday for us. It'll be Friday for you guys. Um, but last week I got drunk at Brez's house and decided to leave my car there. And uh, ipso facto, tow, towed car. Towed car. And you know what? It's still better than a DUI. Was it a hassle because I woke up the next morning and pulled a whole Ashton Kutcher? Dude, where is my car? (laughs) (laughs) And with John Smith in the other room, he was like, it's not out front. And I was like, dude, did you move my car? I even texted Brez. I was like, did you move my car? He's like, is it gone? I was like, dude, where's my car? Yeah. But 
going like it all fucking ties back together with the washed up fellas. Don't get a DUI. Like don't drive your car. If you've had some drinks, fucking pay the towing fee, pay the Uber fee, leave your car. Just yeah. don't fucking that's, get smashed that's if and you drive. get fucking lucky. That's if you get lucky. I know it sounds crazy, but paying five hundred dollars for a tow or whatever, you're you're getting lucky. If you get in that fucking car, the driver rarely dies. Yeah, you live the rest of your life knowing that you could have avoided getting in that car and you killed somebody else. Yeah, but let's get back. Let's to get this. back to it. Tony Russo fucked up, and um, you want to hear my conspiracy theory? I do. In just a second, what pitcher? I just, also have one. Sorry. What pitcher just came out and said he has no goddamn interest in coming to the White Sox? Stroman. Stroman. Pedro Stroman came out and said there was a tweet from the White Sox or uh, some journalist, and yeah. it said, uh, "How can the White Sox keep justifying Jeff the fact that they hired Tony Russo and Stroman?" Quote tweeted it and said, you can't. And that is a terrible look for a team that is so up and coming. Well, he already had problems of of having, like, saying racial shit. So Sherman already said that he wasn't coming. And he was like, you know what? 46 million doesn't sound too bad. And then now he fucked it up even times two. All right. But as a White Sox defender here, it's not like he was looking to go anywhere else. He signed his qualifying offer on the first day. It was or and third day. He, he it was had presented. a great season and hasn't been fucking phenomenal since. Yeah, yeah, I mean that was my first instinct. Was like, do we really need him? And it's like, would it be cool to have him? Sure. But the main thing I took from it is that no, that's a fact that's happening. Is that some people are going to be driven away from coming to Chicago because of who we hired and. That's going to leave us stranded at the pitching position. That's going to leave us stranded in the clubhouse because more often than not, the guy that's walking through the locker room is young, not white. Right. And Tony Russa is old. If you're the White Sox, (laughs) they are young and they are Cuban. (laughs) Yes. That's it. Prove it. But – I didn't know this until very recently when my girlfriend, who is a very big White Sox fan. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Sick girlfriend. Sick brag. Okay, go <laughs> All right. No, but <laughs> she was like, yeah, he's fluent in Spanish. And I was like, well, now I'm no, fuck you. half as mad as I was. Tony La Russa is fluent in Spanish? Yeah. Okay. okay that I'll is believe that when the pigs fly or whatever the fuck they say. Dude, his mom but- is like... And both of his don't want to hear parents it. are Hispanic. <laughs> don't want to hear it. Italian. He's half Italian, half like Hispanic. <laughs> Be all right, Tommy John. But <laughs> this is my conspiracy theory with it. Jerry Reinsdorf. You better old. not fucking ruin my conspiracy theory. Keep going though. Tony Larusa also old. <laughs> they could be like, yo, this is our last crack at it. Fuck it, YOLO, let's win a goddamn World Series and throw the bag at Trevor Bauer and throw the bag at who's the free agent that I'm missing. I um, Francisco Lindor, no, he signed an extension. Lindor Carlos Stanton. He opted back I think oh, okay. he opted into uh his contract with the Yankees. Lindor is a free agent, but I don't think you guys need him. We don't we shouldn't go after him. Um in the but grand that's scheme not, that's of your like, needs. That's, I don't think that's a conspiracy theory because it's pretty blatantly obvious that's their goal. Well, my Ryan conspiracy Dorf, theory is like right on the topic of that. Reinsdorf has lived his whole life fucking up. 
Jordan, fucked up. La Russa, let him go, fucked up. And he's been miserable ever since. He yeah. – the talk started with La Russa to come to the White Sox, which he was. He was whatever, a president or whatever okay. part of the team. And that was a day after the DUI. It wasn't announced to the world, but it was the day after. And Reinsdorf is fucking LaRusso over to show him that he didn't make a mistake. And now LaRusso's going to be gone. Oh, wow. Did you listen? Did yes. You listen? I've actually, I've, Brady, I like the tale. on cool points, bro. <laughs> wow. Because he could be a man about it, save a lot of face, and look really good if he basically accepts responsibility and walks away from the position. Has then he yet? looks like a superhero. No. Okay. But yeah. but we have to put superhero in gigantic, gigantic quotation marks because he is way less than a superhero. I love how good that could lead to me <laughs> talking about something, but I'm not – We're not going to do it just yeah, yet. Yeah, we're not going there just yet. we got plenty to talk about. Go on. Sorry. Keep going. I – were you listening to ESPN 1000? Recently? Yes. I listen to them a lot. Because they brought up a point almost adjacent to that, and I was like – Thinking along the same lines. Well, I heard them talking about how he hired him because he fucked up. My theory is that he's going to fuck him over. That's why he hired him. So you think it's a long game that Ryan I don't – Like why – They're Ryan's actually very so close friends. Uh, Reinsdorf doesn't have any emotions. He can't have friends. Yeah. I think – I think yeah, he's pretty uh, – I mean if we're going off the – like. It's conspiracy theory, like anything's possible, probable, all that good jazz. I think it's definitely an option that Reinsdorf could have been like, oh, fuck, I let this guy go, Larusa, and we have a chance. Yeah, and so let's get him back. But then, how about we put in the light how much he's fucked up? Right. So, but in one argument to that, you now, as Jerry Reinsdorf, you're like, Okay, maybe I smirched my brand a little bit by hiring this guy and then letting all this come out of the woodworks. The thing is, they knew the Jerry Reinsdorf knew. It was literally the night before. I know that. That's that's what I'm saying. Is that Reinsdorf is a fucking billionaire. He's gonna be fine. He knows he's croaking soon. So he's like, it hurts my brand. It hurts my brand. So what? I'll still be remembered for six fucking championships with the Bulls and 2005. It, it's not really going to diminish his what's going to be remembered about him 20 years from now. Yeah. Right. I mean, but because his image is already pretty stapled in as the guy who fucks up. But his bank account says otherwise. Yeah, but also being an owner is so tricky, man. Like you literally – you're. It's a There are guys who get time. involved a lot and there are guys who don't. You know what I mean? There's guys yeah. who just own the team in the background. Yeah. And there's guys that want to be a part of it. And I think it's the guys that want to be a part of it that, like, force their way to be a part of it is where you start to, like, hey. Him and Jerry Jones. Exactly. Get Maybe get into your Jarrah. place a little, a little bit. Like, stand back. You already own the team. Right. Money's going into your pocket. What's what the reason for hiring a GM for $11 million a year if you're going to come in here and fucking do this shit? Exactly. You didn't get, You didn't own the team because of your baseball knowledge. It's because of your pocketbook. A hot take that literally this second just went into my mind. Um, feel free to bury it right after it comes out of my mouth. But the White Sox. La Russa steps away. And 
we kind of, I really just don't want to, I'm going to say it, sorry. Um, we get kind of a vibe that the Cubs go with, getting someone who's good for the locker room because he can relate to the guys. So we get rid of Tony La Russa, a great baseball mind, a terrible, terrible past, a terrible person who's come out in the media and said these things against changing the game and racial profiling and all these things. And we get somebody who's just like a great locker room guy. Does that. Carlos Beltran. Does exactly. I so, love that take because I literally okay, said when cool. this La Russa new, news came out, I was like, they don't need a fucking coach. Yeah. They're so talented. I know that's crazy to say yeah. that you need to be managed day by day with bullpen and shit like that. Right. But they're so talented that this is the last. It's, it's, I'm kind of going back on my conspiracy theory that yeah. I don't understand why Ryan's would do this because this is the last thing that they fucking needed. The last thing. Yeah. Everything is pointing up for the first time in a long time. For the yeah. White Sox. And there's no down downside to their team right now other than pitching, which they will acquire. Yeah. Everything is pointing up. So it doesn't make any fucking sense, but it doesn't matter who they hire. Someone like I mean it does because but like a lasting guy would be perfect. Right. But we Our we biggest said. coach on the roster last year was Dallas Keuchel. The White Sox were right. a little bit slumping. We lost a game to the Titans. And that's what I said pitcher. before the season started. Did you say coach? Is that, I, I said coach and I meant coach. Oh, I was – I was. Like, you're right. I said before the season started on here that I was a little nervous about how young they were and they needed someone, and I didn't think Brent Therese would do that. And you said before the season started, both of you were like, Dallas Keuchel is going to change it. I was skeptical about it because he never was a leader in the locker room before because he came from the Astros. But it was unbelievable. Technically the Braves. Well, the same thing, you know. <laughs> but he like – he his path, he wasn't – as a veteran, of, of course, because it was earlier, but his route got him to the status of being a veteran, which let him come here and be, in Brez's words, a leader. No a doubt. Coach. I had to eat my words, and you guys are 100% right. Because when you can come in as somebody who's won a World Series, that has done it, that has done the offseason, the season correctly, and it's all paid off, and then you can go motherfuck the kids who – are playing and acting like they've already won something and then kind of get it into their heads like, you really haven't done shit yet. Right. But do you have a lot of talent? Fuck yeah, you do. Yeah. But do you still have shit to prove? Oh, yeah, you do. Should you be happy about how this season went? <laughs> yes, question mark? Yes. I think... I think Hard maybe. Now, I think, I think in my eyes, this was me... In 2016, I sporadically said when the Cubs were in their uh, playoff, like when they had just won the wild card game. Was it the wild card? I don't 2016 know. 2016 is when they won the World Series. I know, I but think did they, they have a wild They don't think they played in the wild card. Sorry. Uh, maybe I'm mixing no, it up. Won, but they won 100 Whatever. Games. I said I was drunk at a bar, and I was like, White Sox 2020. And then it started just sticking. And I'm not taking credit for the White Sox 2020, but I'm asking for a little bit of it. Um I'll give, but I, I was on that boat too. Here's some I know, but I think I said it relatively first. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> relatively but, first. But so I think this season, as big of a letdown as it was from me saying that, I think it's a positive because you now have a solidified third short. I'm still hesitant on second. First, because Abreu just goddamn one MVP. Fuck yeah. That is crazy. Catcher, we have 8 million catchers. <laughs> <laughs> Pitchers, how about we get some of those? And they then will. We have Robert, Eloy, 
and goddamn it, Engel earned a goddamn position. So, fuck. Like, to, this season was not a letdown in my eyes by any means. Was it a letdown by losing to the A's? Yes. Was it a letdown by not winning World Series? Yes. Was it a letdown that we now have La Russa? Yes. But I don't the white, think the 2020 season was a letdown. It was not a letdown by any means. If anything, it was a reinforcement of, holy shit, we got it right. Because... They were talking about the White Sox as a frisky team at the beginning of the season that yeah. might be able to do something mm-hmm. kind of but not make the playoffs. Yeah. And then when they expanded the playoffs, they were like, okay, the White Sox have a shot. There was a point where we were the best team in baseball yeah. aside from the Dodgers. Yeah. And that was like, oh, my God. I my. PP is so hard. <laughs> but I think in the long run, I know for you guys you wouldn't have cared, but like winning this year for the White Sox and that being the only one they win for the next ten years would have been fucking terrible. Oh yeah, that'd be yeah, so Yeah, that would have sucked. But I know that's like my just whole life of making excuses for losing, but like my that mentality, but like I think it, it was a good thing. Yeah, yeah. I can agree with that. Um but And it's arguable that their loss to the A's was objectively a managerial decision. Like Ricky Renteria yeah, it's not objective. bringing it's, in Carlos it's, Rodon, it's taking out uh, – who was it in the first inning? Uh, fucking – God. The lefty with all the problems. Crochet? No, he got injured. No, yeah. He he was taken out for injury. That's we not a problem. We did have – we don't need to relive that game because it's over. Um, but the main part of it is does LaRusse, does LaRusse stay? He stays. He's going to stay. He's an asshole. He doesn't care. See, here's the thing. He leaves if my conspiracy theory is right, and he stays if your guy's theory is right. That Reinsdorf just doesn't care about that shit, and he's just bringing him back because he fucked up. Yeah. But this is what I hate because, like, two minutes ago, I was like, fuck, we're talking about the White Sox too much. And then I'm just like, this is all we're going to have to talk about for the next fucking ten years. It's like the Cubs were not going to be – I know. Listen, I understand. The NBA draft is in six days. Oh, I thought you were talking about how much we talked about the Cubs for ten years. No. So I, I, <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not complaining maybe, about it. Maybe five years. Yeah. Okay, okay, their dynasty wasn't that long. There wasn't a dynasty. Fuck! <laughs> Whatever. They may have a chance next year. I don't know. I yeah. don't know. I don't know. But how cool was it that Lester bought beers that day for everybody? That Not was everybody, really cool. but you know what I mean. It, outside the pandemic, and he couldn't really run that tab too high, but yes, it was cool. Yeah, that's, that's just a class act organization with a class act player. And why, would, why would we re-sign him? And that's talking uh, socks and cups um, <laughs> in the offseason. Fucking A, that um, sucks. <laughs> I do want to preface this for anyone who gambles. Um, and if you're on a very hearty losing streak, you might want to pause for a second and get yourself in a better headspace. A friend of ours played DraftKings Daily Fantasy about two weeks ago, and the Mm. amount of money he won is more money than I've ever had or seen (laughs) in my bank account. A buddy who will will remain nameless until wanting the the spotlight. Um, So if you're listening to this, buddy, and you want it, on record that it was you, feel free to send me a text next episode. Your name's out there. 
I am just shuddering at... We can say the amount. Yeah, we can say the amount. A buddy of ours played Daily daily Fantasy and won $24,753. That's fucking absurd. It's pretty I would fucking go tight. around and tell everybody that I'm a sharp for the rest of my fucking life. <laughs> What's your record? Three and 9,000. But guess what? I hit one for 24 Gs. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Look. Fuck. That's the best thing about phones. You got and, the records. Yeah. And I'm not saying that he's a bad friend, but I now have deposited so much <laughs> into an, a, an account to play daily that I don't even think it's legitimate. Like, how do you pick a roster like that? I would. The thing about it is that, like, I don't want to take away from the money at all because that's a fuck ton. Mm-hmm. I would, More money than I've ever seen. I would make the irrational decision and quit my job. <laughs> Over twenty four grand. Yeah, exactly. I would just be like, I'm turning this motherfucker into fifty. Into I'm a millionaire. <laughs> and that's that's what the talk was around. Like the our when he like told our group of friends, he was like, I did a little something last night, and everyone just kind of stopped for a minute and was like, Did you at least call off work today? Yeah. And he was like. No, I'm working right now. It's like, why? Because he's smart. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. In the first yeah. Place. I'd tell my boss to lick my ass. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> but exactly. I'll be in on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to keep my job, but right now I'm rich and fuck off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think uh, the the daily sports fantasy lineups are now an addiction in my head. And it's like... I'm going to do one tonight. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I just did one. Yeah, <laughs> me, and, me and Brez just did one. So feel free to put a little money in and uh, let's have some fun. Jordan Wilkins is about to snow. No, what we should do is start like a, a lottery pool between the three of us and put in one team that we like we all agree on and then three different teams. Okay. That's how because like that it. works for lottery pools. I like the that. way I know a ton of people do lottery pools and win it all the time. The way that all the, money goes back to the pod. I was pretty yeah, into course, DFS. On your phone and you run. <laughs> I was pretty into DFS a couple years ago and actually won a good amount of money in uh, basketball daily fantasy. Um, and the way that you do it is you basically pick. So there's these things called lineup optimizers, right? Sure. And the people who I do it. Watson. Uh, <laughs> That's kind of what no. I think you're talking about. But kind of. I mean, <laughs> that if was you're, a hard no to say. Kind of. After. Yeah, that was really. And <laughs> and by no way is it artificial intelligence. It's oh, literally okay. an Excel. File. All right, so get to the point where you need X amount from me and Brady. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Tell me your fucking number. <laughs> We need a Roto Grinders account, but um, I I thought that was the game meetup site. No, that's just Grinder. <sighs> I'm surprised. I I could have sworn you said you had a profile, dude. On air, yeah. We really? all got girlfriends. Yeah, good quotes on that. We <laughs> <laughs> get our ass beat. But all right, let's. We can be funny with beat. the guys. We're with the guys, you know. You want to get your ass beat? Yep. Bad thing to say <laughs> during a grinder. Clap, clap, clap. <laughs> all right, um, get on with your right, Roto but robot. Bruno Watson. And Watson. <laughs> so what they do is you basically pick two out of the six players, and then what it does is it allocates 20 rosters for you, and that's why DFS 
most times have like 20, 20 entry limits. Yeah. So oh. you can't go beyond what your means are like, or not necessarily what your means are, but covering yeah. as many possible outcomes. Yeah. So if you pick those two guys That's correctly. That's literally how I learned how like hedge funds sound so fucking easy, but like how it's impossible. Like, you know how you hedge Well, best? hedge funds have so many. I know, but listen for a second. I would like, you know how you hedge your parlays if you have a third leg and yeah. you know what I'm saying? How you should. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, we should just do this all the time. And then I realized you have to have a three-teamer, hit two of them, and then that be on that day. Yeah. And you have to have like a bajillion dollars on it to make revenue right. over and over again. Exactly. I was like, okay, Vegas is as smart as, they, as I thought they were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, like I just thought in my dumb little brain, 20 maximum entries because like, we don't want you putting a grand on this. Right. And well, like, we want diversity. I'm like, oh, good for you guys. <laughs> we want but diversity. But little do I know, fucking naive peanut brain, it's because they don't They're want They're covering hackers. their ass. Yeah, exactly. That's why I like – that's the crazy thing about hackers. Like they get, they get hired by like the CIA and FBI. Mm. I would love to go into that room in Vegas, that little dark room that they have where they make all the algorithms. Sure. And see the people that they hired. They probably got killed by them. Found them. Oh, yeah. And hired them. Yeah. I want to get to that level in my FanDuel account where there's like, oh my God, we got to hire this we gotta guy. We got to hire He's this beating guy. the system. Yeah. No, yeah. I just got lucky 97 times. <laughs> <laughs> you want to hire me? My salary better be more than what I just won off. I am 0 for 9 on my parlay picks, but you never know what can happen. But <laughs> I, think, I think you might have, uh, if you've gone directly against Brady. I think you might have won. No, see, that's the thing. I Yeah, if you I actually baited Brady. The people. Like, I can't do it. I always hit one or two. <laughs> I always do. I check it every week. I always yeah. hit one or two. Always. I was thinking about that. I mean, we work today. I was like, oh, wait, did I, I had the Patriots. Yeah, they didn't cover. Of course, I missed the parlay. And I was like, I do this every week. I was like, yeah, I, I could be making people billions. Like, fade me for real. And I was like, oh, fuck. I always find one of the games <laughs> to fucking actually win. I always Mathematically, I wonder, though, if you bet like straight a $25 bet. unit straight bet against Brady's picks, oh, if you'd be up or down. You'd be rich. I think you'd be uh, – I don't think you'd be rich, but I think you'd be, be – up a, a, little, a little, little bit. I think you'd have enough where your book you would – Wait till Tuesday to text you back. Yeah. But it would also be like if you listened enough and you were like, oh, he's really serious about that game, let's throw the house on it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> then you'd have another house. <laughs> oh, my God. That was perfect. The ones I'm not so sure about. Don't take those. Yeah. No, <laughs> when one, you told me Colts today, I was like, all right. I was thinking about slamming the Titans, and then I, you said Colts, baby, and I was like, all right, I'm slamming the Titans. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I've been hot on Thursdays, and I hit a Maction parlay on Tuesday. Not a big deal. Pretty big deal. And I think, I think I'm starting to get hot. If I can stay away from the fucking first touchdown scorers and putting $50 on them, I would have a lot more money in my account. Yeah. But it's but just also, like – Oh, the running back. He usually scores the first touchdown. Why would he not today? But also, oh, let's throw seven touchdowns to Valdez Scantlin Jr., whatever the fuck the guy's name is. Also, uh, Gorilla Locks, three and one. <laughs> yes, those Gorilla Locks are fun. Those are fucking hilarious. I used the term out of nowhere, and I just will see a pick somewhere along the way. And uh, I decided to throw the Gorilla Lock TM on it. Um, 
And I think that's kind of my thing now. The gorilla emoji and the lock emoji are now climbing to the top. And when people start screenshotting them and trying to steal them, that TM will be there. So you watermark it. That's fucking genius. That's fucking wicked smart. (laughs) No one else can go into their fucking messages and put the TM. My boy is wicked smart. You are wicked smart. I think that's what we should do. Maybe quit gambling on everything else and just become max and fucking sharps. Yeah. And then, and podcasters, so we're never technically well, we already are podcasters. Yeah. Dude, the followers are growing. I know. It's pretty I love- sick. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter, and also, you know, text me. <laughs> <laughs> I forget all the time that my Instagram's connected to ours. Yeah. So I, I know, get all these followers. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Who did I meet this weekend? This is awesome. Like, no, going to wash it up, which is way better. Yeah. I've been posting some flame stories for us, though. Yeah, dude, you got – I'm not even kidding. you got to go – I'll post it on my – I already did post it on my story, but I'll do it again. The TikTok of Pat doing the fucking – what was it? The uh, intense, dude. Yeah, the intense for <laughs> camping is the funniest shit I've ever seen. Yeah. But um, Also, follow us on TikTok at Washed Up Inc. Follow us on Instagram at washedup.inc. And follow us on Twitter at Washed Up Inc. That um, leads me into, do we want to take a little break and then talk about our football teams that had a rough week? Yeah, we got to talk about it. Yeah. We got to talk about it. But we got to leave on a high note because it feels like we dwindled down a little bit. I just started binge watching The Boys on Amazon Prime. See, I want to talk about this, but I don't because I haven't started watching it. It's such a good show. I don't want to ruin it. I'm not going to ruin it, but just picture. Yeah, uh, explain uh, it to me. All right, all right. So this, it's... I promise it's not going to spoil anything. And I might go into a little, the government, man, you can't trust them. Like, they're always on our phones, man. The deep man. state. Um, what are you guys talking the about? The deep exactly. state. So, so here, stop here it. Yeah, you're you're right. scared me. The government, man. It seems like if something you, you can't control. If you want to <laughs> if you want to talk conspiracies to somebody, just, put, just pronounce the N in government. And you'll sound like you're immediately... Anti-government. <laughs> but so the boys is pretty much picture like the Avengers had a multi-billion dollar monopoly as a corporation. Like a publicly traded enterprise. So as a defense company. So they are for the good, but also like uh, they're doing some fucked up shit. Like basically if superheroes shit, you never see money going down. Exactly. If okay. superheroes were basically normal human beings with their own private interests and weren't moral elitists that yeah. actually followed through on exactly. their exactly that used to exist because you yeah. can't make anything up and everything gets swept under the rug because whoops uh oh they are superheroes and they're in corporate America whoa uh oh corporate America I'm gonna life. shred your body up with my laser eyes if, if my, you don't do what I say if my fucking Super Bowl pick team wasn't playing tonight I would start it tonight yeah. No, I'm, I finished... The uh, Titans? Shut up. The Colts, idiot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you Big even, dumb. You don't even listen to our podcast. I watched, uh, I watched, season, <laughs> I watched season one. Um, I watched three episodes or four episodes on Tuesday night and finished the other four Wednesday afternoon. I'm on Zoom University, so I had the opportunity to keep watching. But I finished it within uh, 48 hours. And I think I needed a cleanse to kind of like, you know, before season two. Um, have you watched both seasons? 
I've watched season one. I haven't watched any of season okay, two. Okay, well, why don't you take a break, and I watch the first season this weekend, and then we talk about it on the pod. Perfect. I'm down. I've been criminally binge-watching The Sopranos, like ridiculous <laughs> amounts. If like, I had more On time, my lunch break, I've been watching The Sopranos. Where's the... Uh... <laughs> The Gabagool. But (laughs) the best line possibly in the series, I just watched like last night. So Tony's with his Russian guma and they're boinking it out. They stop boinking it out. They finish whatever. They do their thing. And she pulls out a book and Tony's like, what the hell are you reading? (laughs) And... She's like, chicken soup for the soul. One of my co-workers give it to me. And he's like, yeah? Well, how about you read tomato soup for your race? It's the Italian version. And I was dying on my couch. That was the funniest line that I've heard a couple times that I forget is coming every single time. You don't, you don't do a bad impression at all. Thank you. Oh, solid. Spectacular. Spectacular. Um... <laughs> All right. Well, that was talking shop on what you should watch. If you follow along with the show closely, like we hope you do, watch The Boys Season 1, and we'll talk about it the next time Brady finishes it. Uh, Brady went to go take a leak, and I've now turned into an accent. Uh, So we're going to come back, and you'll have some parlays for the weekend. Look at that beautiful man. I bet he rips the ring. Looks parts. like the dad in a rich neighborhood that bangs <laughs> everybody's wife. Like he's, Dude. He's got. Hey, old Johnny Bag of Donuts. <laughs> we're back. So, uh, we're talking tonight's football game? No, nah, we're talking Bears first. Oh, Bears. Yeah, the Bears. So, if their offense. Can't get it going against the Vikings. It's completely hopeless, and the Bears should just blow it all up. Yeah, we're wasting. I like legitimately get sad when I look at our defense out there because you can kind of tell they don't want to be out there. Do you have any inkling in your body feeling that you should start Mitch on Monday? Yes, 100%. Yeah. I've hated Mitch from the get-go, and like I've said to literally every person, I've wanted to be proven wrong with him. I've wanted to have to eat my words i've wanted him to succeed but i've never thought that he was going to with that being said Foles looks like he's 86 years old when he tries to move within the hash marks that's not even his fault it's because our offensive line oh, is is his fault though because he's no it's not man. we statistically have the worst offensive line in football and the most penalized offensive line. But why in would you put an actual boulder behind? That's my point. Something that can't. That's my block. Point. The boulder is that block for the boulder. If the point, I agree with that, which is why Mitch should be starting. Right. But well, it's not why Foles you, why you sticking up for him because he's got no, a fucking no, nine-inch hammer. So that's 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 the problem. We're, <laughs> they would we're be again, with his grinder we're profile. all fucking arguing the same point. Obviously, it's not Foles' fault that he can't get out of the hash marks, but it's also... Well, it is his fault. It's his fault that he's slow. Yeah. 
and that we Get put them faster. In the- exactly. <laughs> it's just exactly. that simple. Um, but well, here, one thing I want to say is that some people may make the point that Mitch getting benched will have some revenge coming out here. But as we talked Ooh. about before, he doesn't. <laughs> he still takes that in preseason. That's, so. that's not. That's not the argument that we need. I think uh, it's a valid point, though. It's a really good point, but I think Mitch. I, that's one of my main things with Mitch is that the competitive, like, prove yourself now, prove yourself now thing just isn't there. I think it's just like, oh, well, I'll get my chance again sometime. He was the kid that you hated. He fucking didn't care but was still fucking great. Yeah. It's like the – it's like the – I think it's the opposite. I think he cares way too much. Really? I could see that. And I could see it fucks him up. I've been there. Like, college water ball in a lot of ways for me was that way. You overthink everything. I'm like you wait a half second, in life. and your reaction time is too slow. Oh yeah, it's recognize, react. You do or you don't. Fuck. And fuck. he's overthinking everything every single time. God, which damn is it. why he's trying to force balls. I hate, I hate, I hate, I hate that you just brought that point up because that's me too, man. I, I, when when crunch time hits, I kind of start or I don't kind of I overthink like everything and I hate to go from pro NFL football to intramural Tuesday softball but it's like when it's fucking playoff time for me and I'm batting third immediately I'm like fuck I have to do something good right here yeah that's the thing I'm a I'm a follower until I learn how to be the leader and then it's just like all bets are off yeah but I do think it takes me a while. I know. I I do think that with what's going on with the Bears' offensive line right now, it is better for Mitch to be in because Nick Foles is just not mobile at all. Like he he is immobile, and when the pocket collapses a split second, Foles throws off his back foot, and you have someone open if you just had a millisecond more time. But here's the thing: we I talked about it last year. The diversity in the height. Of the wide receivers on the Bears is mm-hmm. what kills them. You, you got two guys who can throw it to a spot. It's a little bit high. Mm-hmm. Why not go get a seven-foot receiver? <laughs> it's just that simple. Mo Ali Cox. Fix something. Stop getting Mooney's fucking 5'2". Anthony Mooney's, Miller's 4'3". He's a burner. But he's been thing- doing great. I can't. I don't want to say that. But, like, go get an athletic big receiver that these guys who throw the ball high control the ball, too. Are you forgetting about the guy named Allen Robinson? Okay, that's one guy. They won't pay him. So I, I guarantee we can't you there's afford a little it. chip in his brain that's just like, hey, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't go all out and maybe fucking tear my ACL. You guys want the spiciest take that's going to piss off a lot of people? Yeah. Obviously. Here's my proposition. Jaguars are going to have the second pick. Most likely, right? Yeah. There's how many quarterbacks in this draft? Three or four, right? Yeah. Trevor Lawrence is unquestionably going number one. I disagree. (laughs) All right. Well, that's just not. I won't elaborate. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So what if, if you're the Jaguars front office and the Bears offer you Khalil Mack and and a second or a third round pick? For your second round pick. Second round pick? Yes. Okay. To get Justin Fields. And the Bears keep their Justin first round Fields pick. Justin Fields is going to go to the second round pick? He's No, not a second round pick. Second overall. Oh, okay. So you said second round. 
My bad. No, but (laughs) go on. Sorry, I'm just the bear. Financially, the bears are going to be at cap no matter what. I only have. How do you free up cap space? You trade the heaviest guy on your books. What do you want to do with this coaching staff? You want to solidify an offense to prove that this guy actually knows what the fuck he's doing and that he's not the Mitch Trubisky of coaches. You go out, you get a quarterback, get the one. Honestly, you you hire a, an advisor to tell you who the second best quarterback is besides Trevor Lawrence. Not the guy who was there a couple of years ago, I hope. Yeah, because that guy's <laughs> name's Ryan Pace, and he's a fuckhead. Uh, but then... You get the quarterback. You now have the financial flexibility to extend Allen Robinson. You get an offensive. You get a fucking left tackle with your first-round pick that should be in the teens. And then you move from there. And then you trade. Uh, maybe you tra- you maybe you blow it all up. Maybe you trade Akeem Hicks for another second-round pick. I have one pick. small qualm before Pat has an elaborate answer. And that is that... If you have one decent bone in your body, I understand football is a business, but if you have one decent bone in your body, for what Khalil Mack has done for the Bears, you do not ship him to Jacksonville, even if it means turning around your organization. That would be the meanest, most unthoughtful thing that you could possibly do. But I understand it's a business. It's a business. I There's no emotions in it. The guy's getting $85 million or $90 million. It is He's fine. I think you trade him. It is a business. It is. But here's the fucking thing. That we've now proven that it is not fully on the quarterback. So trading away a defensive star to get yet, oh, you guessed it, another quarterback for the Bears to ruin is not the answer. Your objective for the following season isn't to win. Yeah, it, you you're literally blowing it up. They you want to suck. They would be young enough to like. Do. That's your goal is to suck for the next year. Develop your quarterback. Maybe give Mitch Trubisky another one year contract. No, 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 no. I need him to be traded because my future MVP bet will be through the roof on him when he goes to the Giants next year and wins MVP. There is <laughs> all right. Fine, Cliff. That way. What do you think about a third or a fourth round pick for Sam Darnold? That's the exact prototypical quarterback that Matt Nagy's always wanted. But what are you still not addressing? Left the tackle. biggest hole in the room, left the tackle, offensive line. Left guard, exactly. center, right guard, right tackle. Right. <laughs> yes, exactly. Again, we're, we're all arguing for the same points except for the fact that it's not just quarterback. It's not just offensive line. It's not just play calling it's not just head coach it's not just front office it is all of that it is everything from the it's almost exclusively offensive line it is not exclusively offensive line there you know who so has the many... second most broken tackles in the nfl behind dalvin cook david monko yes oh his broken tackle for a one-yard gain to a two-yard gain is phenomenal he's hit behind the line of scrimmage on over 70% of his runs. Yes. Phenomenal. But the argument there is, do we trade up for a quarterback getting rid of our defense? That doesn't stand with me because we have yet other problems to deal with outside of the people that are on the field. 
But here's the thing. What problems are they, though? Here's the thing that sucks about the – we were talking about purists of the game. Offense wins championships. I don't care what you say, who you say, 85 Bears fans will want my head. I get The game's changed. So I agree with what you're saying and freeing up that much cap space. But then at the end of the day, here's the thing. You have to trust Ryan Pace to make the right moves. You need to start from the top down with the Bears right now. And what you're doing, what you're saying, and what you're saying, neither of them really fucking matter until you have a competent GM that will fill in your offensive line with making those moves. Thing is, I think it goes even higher than that. I think it's the president of the organization that needs to get fired. Top down. Perfect. Back into my heart. Because <laughs> think about it. Oh, the president hires the GM. Uh-huh. The GM hires the coaches. The GMs that this president has brought in were – what was the guy before Ryan Pace again? Lovey Smith. <laughs> That's a coach, not a GM. Um, God, what was his – Phil Emery. Yep. It was Phil Emery. I remember it was the last name of a goalie. I do remember that. Uh, and now it's and an Ryan Olympic Pace. Racer. And what has Ryan Pace done besides literally queef at every first-round pick we've had? and then hire the Mitch Trubisky of coaches. So here's the thing that sucks. We're talking about every part. Can I say one thing? Sell the team? No, you just contradicted your whole thing. What do you mean? Ryan Pace selling things to get yet another quarterback. But it comes back. No, that's why specifically I said you hire an advisor like that sharp guy to pick for you. But – that's not going to happen with Ryan Pace. That's not going to be a thing that he decides to do. So it all comes back together. That's where the president, that where who, we, if he's a good president, steps in and takes it out of his hands. Exactly. Like, like Rick Hahn got the hire ripped out of his fans' hands instead of literally – like Rick Hahn built the White Sox entire exactly. branch. So here's how we okay. make everybody but again, happy. But again, back to my point that there are bigger things to – just rather than the guys on the actual field and you just dove headfirst into that argument so here's how we help everybody mm-hmm. the season's over i actually agree with you wholeheartedly cliff i just don't see it happening exactly okay so, so we're talking so, about what ifs about everything then yeah no matter what i say exactly. you say or you say it's all what ifs until i make everybody happy right now I wanted to bet with somebody that the Bears wouldn't win another game this season. You may disagree with that. That's fine. They played the Vikings. My team this Monday. It won't happen. So you fucking blow it up tomorrow. Mm-hmm. President gone. GM gone. Coach gone. New ones come in. Khalil Mack gone. Sorry. You get Justin Fields like you said. You suck next season. That's a decent amount of time to get everybody on board. You still have your core on the defense, and then you fix offensive line. You got a new young quarterback with a receiving group that's only getting better every day. And then, boom, championship. That's the only way that it can happen. What they're doing now, every single thing is broken. Everything. The defense isn't broken, but it is because they have to be out there 75% of the game. Yes. So keeping Khalil Mack, yes, everybody wants to do that. But you can't. He's invaluable to your team right now. Thing is, how long of – basically, what you're waiting out with how disgusting the offense is, is an absolute mutiny. Everyone's going to demand a trade. 
If you're a defensive player on the Bears who's been performing, mm-hmm. why the fuck do you want to stay on this franchise? Mm-hmm. When you demand a trade, you have to liquidate. Okay, that turns a second round trade value into a sixth round trade. You value. had zero dollars coming into the NFL, and the Bears gave you this money. I understand we live in a society where you cry, you get what you want. You deal with, you deal with one season bad, and if you can see over the horizon, you stick it out. But you have to show them that. So you have to have competent president, competent GM, competent coach mm-hmm. that can show them that. Yes, I understand it's fucking crazy buku and doesn't work in this world, but nothing else can work. They've tried it all. Yeah. What can they try different with this team right now that can make things better? It starts with people that are not even on the field. Exactly. Yes. Point them. I win. All right, now everybody's happy. I'm going to go in. <laughs> well, first off, before happier. we get to our parlays, Titans win by a million tonight. Right? <laughs> There's going to be a tie at halftime, and then either team can win. <laughs> <laughs> I am addicted okay, so not to it. Titans by a million. I'm addicted to it. You need Titans by maybe a smidge. No, 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 no. If no, you no, want no. it to be tied no. at halftime. No, we need a tie at halftime. Titans can still win by 20. It's not <laughs> it's a problem. the NFL. That doesn't happen often. Okay, yeah. Do you want to talk about not happening often? How about Tom Brady getting destroyed on primetime TV? I thought we were going to sneak past that one. <laughs> I, was, I was literally, I was violently, violently hungover on Sunday. Violently. And, like, maybe the worst ever. Because I on Saturday I probably got the drunkest ever. It's the first time I blacked out in a long time. Yeah, I yelled like, at you okay. on the television. Yeah, I know. And then and by television, I mean phone. I don't even remember that at all. And I was like in the morning, I was like, what are you talking about? But um, that's on me. I need to be better. So <laughs> Tom Brady comes in on Sunday night. We got to go back to work on Monday. Everything's looking down. You know, here's the one last thing that's going to come back and bring me back. And Monday's going to be all right because we go in and we fucking beat the fuck out of the Saints. I was asleep after the first quarter. I As was good for you. Stomach. As a Tom you. Brady fan, good for you. Yeah. But was it like, so here's the thing that they were talking about, which I agree with. I'd rather lose by 35 than be close. You you know exactly – you don't even go back. You don't even go watch the film. Yeah. You say, fuck it. We know we're better than this. We don't know what happened. It's not the Antonio Brown effect, I promise, I think. And yeah. we just get back to fucking winning next week. Yeah. I mean it's it, – I think you can cut it down to that simple of a mindset. But that's how good fucking Tom Brady is. That's literally how good he is. You that can, he can forget. That you, he can lose by 35 and nobody freaked out about it really. And I was yeah. like, okay, well, he'll be back. Yeah. He's down fucking 25 at halftime of the Super Bowl. He only has two halves. Now he has a half of the season left. Yeah. A quick just tangent connection. Um, that's, my, that's one of my points, Brez, is that I don't hate the idea of getting Justin Fields. That's a cool idea. I would rather have somebody that has been in the NFL, proven that he has the capabilities of playing said position as quarterback and leading a franchise – with the face of himself. And I don't like mind. Dak Prescott. Like Dak Prescott. Like Sam Darnold, even though he's on the Jets, he still looks like an NFL caliber quarterback. Like he doesn't get terrified every time he's on the field. Uh, Here's the thing, he though. Goes what you, that was two years ago. We, where, <laughs> that was the mono. Where we disconnect <laughs> is in financial capability, dude. 
the only teams that literally have financial flexibility are the only ones that didn't spend a thing. Literally the only two teams with financial flexibility going into next season with a diminished cap space Mm -hmm. are the Jets and the Jags. Because they've paid nobody. The yeah. Bears have paid everybody. Yeah. The reason we can't even give Allen Robinson the franchise tag is because we are already over the cap yeah. for next year. Feasibly, there are no financial – there's no changes we can make to the roster yeah. without shedding cash liability. I think – and I hate the words that are going to come out of my mouth. I think that if we change everything that happens off the field – that we again dive into a bit of can we trust Mitch again? Because at that point we can work to trying to figure out this money situation and maybe get rid of. I don't even know, man. I don't. I don't you can't no trust numbers. Mitch for the sole reason that he can't be accurate and he can't read a defense. You know, you can't trust. I swear to God, if you say the Vikings, I swear to God. My parlays. All right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's about that time. Can I st- yeah, of course. Uh, it's about that time. You guys know what's happening. You're reading this and listening I to this. I hate how sad you get when you talk about the Bears. I just don't. I like. I used to be so. I, I used to. For me. I used to have a youthful optimism with life and Chicago sports teams, and it just has dwindled both sides of the coin. But you know what hasn't dwindled? I can't say that because it definitely has dwindled. My bank account. <laughs> so today, ladies and gentlemen, to wrap up season two, episode nine, Brady's Fade Me's. All right, we're 0 for 9, but you know what a wise man once told me? All good comebacks come from behind. We still got the playoffs to go even. <laughs> So, this week, staying on the topic, Tom Brady over the Carolina Panthers. I am addicted to betting against the Panthers, and all they do is cover, but not this week coming off a 35-point loss. The next game is Las Vegas against Denver. Las Vegas is going to get on a little hot streak against bad teams, get killed by the Chiefs when they play them again because they beat them the first time, but we don't care about that. We care about Sunday, and they are going to beat Denver Minus four. And then everybody's on this Miami Dolphins train, this Tua Tungavailoa train, and I'm not here for it. I'm on the Chargers plus one. I'm probably just going to take their money line, even though they probably will win by a half point, even though it's impossible because Vegas is tapped into my phone. But still, you got Tampa Bay minus five and a half at Carolina. You got Las Vegas minus four at home and Chargers one point dogs I'm taking the money line in Miami wow I love that you reiterated your points because I had to go grab a pen and a notebook because you usually forget (laughs) by the time you finish talking I'm so sure about this one that I had I love it all right I'm so happy that some of my Parlay is direct opposite pick. <laughs> That's so unfair. There's so All many right. other games to pick. All right, one more time. We got the Bucks covering the spread, the Raiders covering the spread, and Chargers money line for Brady's fade me's. Breads, walk us through it, brother. All right. First leg of the parlay, we got the Jags and the Packers over 50. The Jags defense is horrible. The Jags... Uh, 
the Jags quarterback has been surprisingly good, but Aaron Jones and uh, well, he's been good for one week against who, a soft defense. Who is it again? Jake Luton. That's right. The gluten Blood. man. I'm flower master. I'm gluten free. Okay. I'm sober. <laughs> then we got the Eagles covering three against the Giants, which, yeah, sounds like a gross pick, but who needs the wins more? Yeah, go on. Dolphins minus two and a half at home against the Chargers. Reasoning. <laughs> One, the Dolphins have been winning. The Chargers find ways to lose. And the Dolphins' defense is actually, like, legit. They're like, top three in the league. They're now. really, really good. And Tua looked really, really good last week. I'm not buying it. Okay. Sell. And then the last leg of the parlay, you got the Seahawks' money line, plus 105, against the Los Angeles Rams. There's no way Russell wow. Wilson doesn't make a statement. Wait, they're plus money? Yeah. Against the Rams in L.A. Holy That's a good pick because I'm high on the Rams all year. So Sorry, team. I'm high on the Rams all year, so Seahawks is a great pick. Okay. So $15 gets you 231 on that. And let's run it back through. We got the Jaguars-Packers over at 50. We got the Eagles covering three. Dolphins covering 2.5. And the Seahawks money line. That, I, I don't – I – I hate that there is a Chargers-Dolphins fiasco going on with Brady and Brez that I'm going to just stay away from the game. And but I, I, I wouldn't stay away from that. I would put your house in the Chargers. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. All right. But you want to know something <laughs> about me that I can't get over? Brady has his teams with the Vikings and the Falcons. I think I've found my team that I love to hate. The Vikings no, and the no, Falcons. No. Well, we can't put the Vikings in because they face our Bears on Monday. That's not how we do things here. I am addicted to the rush of wanting the football team to succeed. <laughs> I, I can't say I disagree. The, there, there is a team in the NFL. We know they play football. We know that that's the sport that they go after. But yet they have the audacity and the tenacity and the sexy tacity, I don't know. I wanted to keep the acities going. And Alex Smith is pretty cute. Yeah. I I love them. I, I think that they are always able to win. The spread doesn't even seem to be out right now. But that was Brez's brilliant Who are bets. they playing? They are playing the Detroit Lions. Lions minus nine and a half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Cliff's picks to click. We are starting off hot. With the football team covering the spread. And don't fucking yell at me if it doesn't happen. But I'm addicted to it. Football team covering the spread. What game hasn't been touched? Uh, Texans-Browns. An Odell-less Browns team finds a way to win. The Texans stink. The Texans' defense is not good. Deshaun Watson (laughs) is very good at football. It's not good. (laughs) I think Baker, if he gets out of this COVID protocol, I think Baker can find a way to work with Austin Hooper and uh, Jarvis Landry. Austin Hooper's on the Falcons. No, you're an idiot. (laughs) I'm smart. Austin Hooper and Jarvis Landry. I think Nick Chubb might be coming back this week, so we're going Washington football team 
covering whatever spread they're down by. If they're money line, cut it, cut it. Uh, Browns are going to win by three and a half. Actually, you know what? Maybe buy yourself a point there. Get it to two and a half. Let them win by a field goal last second because God knows Cody Parkey can hit a last second field goal. Uh Uh-oh, whoops. No, he can't. That's not funny. (laughs) Yeah, it's – oh, it's not funny for you? Me and Brez are the ones who cared about it. Oh, was it a playoff game or something? No, eat my butthole. Oh, gladly. I want to kick your teeth in right now. (laughs) No, you don't. All right. uh, No, I don't. (laughs) And (laughs) – So we're going Washington football team, Browns, and just because the guy from the hometown is back on the field on Sunday, the Bengals aren't worth seven and a half points. The Steelers should have beaten the Cowboys by eight. Guess what they're going to do this week? Win by eight. (laughs) There we go. We got the Steelers covering 7.5 against the Bengals. Joe Burrow does look like the future in Cincinnati, but... His future on Sunday is going to be in a whirlwind for 41 sitting on his face. Roberts Belaine, mark it down. Washington, Browns, Steelers. Sign, seal, deliver it. I'm yours. All right. Side side bet, put your house on Xander Shoffley. Xander? Xander. Xander. Shoffle, but I call him Shoffle. All right. Masters talk. That was it. Good golf. Bryson DeChambeau might not be a bad guy. And Bryson, if you by chance listen to the podcast, because I know you're washed up, come on down. <laughs> washed up's a good thing. Brady, what team do we root for? The Bulls and the Colts. Oh. The Bulls are drafting Denny Avija. <laughs> Denny Avija and Philip Rivers. <laughs> oh, my God. Please don't compare the two. Brez, just say goodbye to your fans. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Johnny right. Bag of Donuts. Ladies and gentlemen. Tomato was... soup for your race. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that was Washed Up Season 2, Episode 8. Catch us next time on the Washed Up Podcast. Shot City, come on and ride with me. Get high and catch a vibe with me. This music that make you feel good. Do it for the real ones. Do it while I still can. This is for the real fans. Singing along with the satellite shows. I know, I ain't so fly, don't you? Think so too. Shawty trying to come through to kick it like kung fu. On the block cruise with the sunroof open. I'm the one who everybody love. Everybody wanna be like me. I cha cha real smooth. Do 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 do. I break rules and race roofs. Sit break goose with great juice. I make moves and I'm making music. Ain't, ain't loose, homie. Fall back like I don't. Okay, I 